Thanks for downloading or purchasing this sermon from Christchurch Forward. To find out more, visit forwardchurch.co.uk or join us on Sundays. Well, isn't this terrific? I do hope you're having a a great time and that we've helped, at least in some measure, to uh, get you into the Christmas spirit. I I love Christmas, always have, everything about it. But I have to tell you, there are some things about getting ready for Christmas that I find really frustrating. Finding the right present, the crowds in the shops, writing Christmas cards and sellotape. The sellotape is crucial for preparing for Christmas, but it's such a frustrating thing. I reckon over the years I must have wasted hours and hours of my life looking for the end of the sellotape. And then when I do find the end, and I think that I'm finally ready to start wrapping my presents, as I peel the sellotape back, I see it ripping diagonally towards the edge of the roll. I'm left with a piece that is useless for wrapping anything, and I'm back to searching for the end again. Of course, I do eventually overcome the curse of the sellotape, until Christmas morning, just when I think my uh, annual battle with sellotape is over, it turns out that an overzealous relative has used an entire roll of the stuff while wrapping my gift, leaving me with the impossible task of getting into my present. At first, it's mildly amusing as the family look on watching me struggle. Then it becomes embarrassing and finally quite annoying. I can't get into my present. I'm a grown man. I'm 52 years old and I can't get past the sellotape. No, I tell you all that for two reasons. First, it's cathartic to share it with you. I feel better already, thank you very much. But the main reason I tell you about the sellotape is because for many, the Christmas message is a bit like that. You can't get into it. Over the years, you've been to things like this and you've heard people talking about Christmas being a message of hope and joy and peace. And you've even heard people say that it's the most important message in the world and you're intrigued. You may even have a sneaking suspicion that, like sellotape, Christmas might just hold everything together, but you can't find your way into it. Well, for the next few moments, I want to try and help us get through the sellotape, take off all the Christmas wrapping, and get to the gift inside. We know the story so well. Mary and Joseph had to go to Bethlehem, and then the Bible tells us while they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and Mary gave birth to her firstborn, a son, She wrapped him in cloths. And please note that Mary managed to wrap the baby Jesus without any sellotape whatsoever. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Now look, when you get past the Christmas wrapping, the turkey and tinsel, uh, Santa and stockings, cards and crackers, get through all that and here's what Christmas is all about. It's about a gift from God. And it's about a gift that says, I love you. Listen to what is arguably the most famous verse in the Bible. It gets to the very heart of the Christmas message and indeed to the very heart of what we need to make sense of life itself. Written by one of Jesus' followers, he said, God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. At the very heart of Christmas is the good news that God loves you. We all know what it is to want to be loved. We long for closeness, friendship, intimacy. If you're alive and you're human, you'll yearn to be loved. I feel privileged to be part of a family where I know that I am loved unconditionally. And that is a very special thing. 
Uh, seven or eight years ago now, I, I gave this Christmas present to my parents. Um, they, they have both since died, and, and so I've now inherited the present that I gave them. And I love it. It's an IKEA picture frame. Now, IKEA do a range of picture frames, and this came from the bargain end of the range. It wasn't an expensive present, but I love it because it contains pictures of all the people I love most in the world. And being loved is so important. It's worth more than money can buy. Well, at Christmas is about God saying, I love you. Now, isn't that something? Especially as some of us might well question God's love for us. For some, life has been tough and you, and you find it hard to believe that God loves you. I had an email from a distant relative just last week. She wrote, the good Lord hasn't been very kind to me. The struggles in her life have caused her to question God's love. Other people I meet think that they've been so bad that God couldn't possibly love them. If that's you, you know the dark secrets in your life and you find it hard to love yourself. You can't begin to think that God loves you. Well, at Christmas says God does love you and we know he loves us because of the gift he gives us. It was my birthday a couple of weeks ago and uh, for about a month leading up to my birthday, Caroline, my wife, repeatedly asked me what I wanted for my birthday and I was hopeless. I, I gave her no ideas whatsoever and we all know that blokes are the hardest to buy for. So it was a complete surprise when on, Chris, on, on my birthday morning, Caroline and the children gave me a whole pile of presents and as I opened them one by one, I thought of each one, they're perfect. I didn't even know I wanted these things but they were just right and just what I needed. Caroline knows me and loves me and the presence she gives me shows me that she knows me and loves me. And that is how it is with God's gift to the world. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Now there's a gift we all need, the gift of eternal life. I've found myself deeply saddened by two news stories in these last weeks. The tragic deaths of a cricketer, Philip Hughes, and of five teenagers in a road crash at Conisborough near Doncaster. I didn't personally know any of these people, but I feel so sad every time I think of them. A young man playing the sport he loved is killed in a freak accident. Five teenagers, full of life, don't make it home after a night out. When Philip Hughes or or any of those five teenagers got up that morning, I don't suppose that for one moment they thought that before the day was out they would be catapulted into the presence of God. It's not something any of us expect. But these tragic events remind us of just how fragile life is and how it can be over in a moment for any of us. If we allow ourselves to think about it, it makes us feel extremely vulnerable, which is probably why we don't think often about it. But then how wonderful to hear of eternal life, of life beyond the grave. God knows us and he loves us. And the gift he gives us tells us that he knows us and he loves us. He gives us something we all need. This is only an Ikea photo frame from the cheaper end of the range. But as I've already said, I love it because it contains photos of all the people I love the most in the world. My wife and my children. You won't be surprised to hear me say that I wouldn't give them away for anything. They are far too precious to me. I love them too much. You could offer me the world and you wouldn't get my children. Yet listen again to this. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son 
And he gave his son to die on a cross so that we might not perish but have eternal life. As we look at God's gift to us, we see just how much God loves us. He gave his son. And for me, the most astonishing thing of all about this gift is this. God gave his son to a world that has largely ignored him. Oh, there are many wonderful and beautiful things in this world. Sometimes it is just good to be alive. But God so loved the world that he's not pure beauty and delightful wonder all the time. He loved a world that is ugly and brutal, a world that is sick and selfish and depraved. Just think about the things we've, we've seen dominating the news in this past year. The Islamic group ISIS with their barbaric disregard for human life, causing mayhem and carnage in Syria and Iraq. The grooming and appalling sexual exploitation of more than 1,400 girls in Rotherham. Celebrity after celebrity accused and then found guilty of sexual abuse. People in public office have shown that in their pride they have little or no regard for the normal people of this nation. And then, of course, in this last week, more tragedy. Sydney, Pakistan. I could go on, but I don't need to. You've seen the news just as I have. We live in an ugly world. But God so loved that world And not just that world out there, but he loved this world in here. He loves even me with all my ugliness and selfishness. Uh, Dozens of the Christmas cards we get sent come with uh, Christmas newsletters tucked inside. I wonder if you get those as well. You know the sort of letters, uh, updates on the family, what's happened since last year. I wonder if you've noticed how most of them read. They, They speak of great holidays, of significant career advancement, and of the remarkable successes of the children. Robert is doing brilliantly at school. Last year, he took four GCSEs early and got A stars in them all. This year, this year he'll take the rest of his GCSEs and his predicted A star grades across the board mean he'll be aiming for Oxbridge when he begins studying six A levels next year. In sport, Robert plays tennis for the county. And we're in discussions with Manchester United Football Club who are trying to get him to sign for their academy. Robert has just taken his grade 8 cello and we're told he has a bright future as a concert pianist. Next week we have a birthday party for Robert when he will turn 10. (laughs) Here's the Christmas newsletter I've never received. Sarah got really disappointing grades in her GCSEs because she's a lazy good-for-nothing who doesn't work hard and wastes hours on social media sites. Harry's no better. We can't get him off computer games, and he's the most grumpy child you're ever likely to meet. I hate my job, and frankly, life is humdrum with nothing much to look forward to. Happy Christmas. (laughs) It's very interesting how we present ourselves in Christmas newsletters and through social media. I love the news story from September earlier in the year, did you hear it, Um, of how a student convinced her family and friends that she was on a five-week trip around Southeast Asia, when in reality she didn't even leave her bedroom. She mocked up photographs of exotic food and tourist attractions, posted them on a Facebook page, and fooled her friends into thinking she was travelling through Thailand, Cambodia and Laos when she never even left home. Now, while that's an extreme example... We're all brilliant at projecting a favourable image of ourselves. I know I do. Most people only see the acceptable face of Paul Williams. But there's stuff that goes on in my mind. The thoughts I've had when someone has treated me badly. And the things that I daydream about that are far from edifying. 
at the grumpy, bad-tempered moments that none of you see when the front door is closed. It goes on in our lives, but we learn to hide it. Uh, And while most of us can keep the lid on it most of the time, while we can fool others around us, we can't fool God. And one day we will be catapulted into his presence. And that's why the gift that God gives us at Christmas is so amazing. And why God's gift says, I love you like no other gift. God so loved the world, you and me, in all our ugliness, God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son the most precious thing he has. And he gave his son to die on a cross to bring us forgiveness and uh, to bring us forgiveness for all the rubbish that is in our lives. And God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. That is the thing we need more than anything, life beyond the grave. Christmas is a message that says God loves you. As I close, let me tell you a story of a daughter who ran away from home. She was a difficult child. She was angry and rebellious. She fought against her parents, broke their hearts. She rebelled against all authority, got expelled from school, was known by the police and was all too well known by too many older men, if you know what I mean. One day she left home. She'd done it before but always come back. This time was different. She never returned. Months went by. Her parents tried everything to find her. They got in touch with every friend and contact that she had. They used social network, the UK Missing Persons Bureau, the police were informed, but they got nowhere, except for one possible sighting of her in Liverpool. It was about this time of the year, middle of December. Christmas was fast approaching, and desperate to see his daughter again months after she left home, With never a day having passed by without thinking about her, Dad got on the train. He travelled to Liverpool with a huge pile of leaflets with her photograph on each one. And he walked the streets of Liverpool putting leaflets in bars and clubs in the city. And printed on the leaflet were these words, Wherever you are, whatever you've done, come home, we love you. That's the message of Christmas a loving heavenly father giving the most precious gift of his son to die on a cross so that wherever we are, whatever we've done, we can come home to him. So I'd like to invite you back after Christmas to hear more about this most precious Christmas gift and to discover how to take it. On the back inside cover of the program you were given on the way in, you'll see an invitation. It's an invitation to join us either in the morning or the evening of January the 13th, for what we've called a Christianity Explored Taster Session. Take this, please, as my personal invitation to you. I'll be there to welcome you on that day. If you come in the evening, we'll put on a delicious meal for you. In the morning, we'll have coffee and cake, and we guarantee you a warm welcome. It's all absolutely free. On that day, we'll begin to explore how to take this Christmas gift of forgiveness and being right with God Just one session. It will cost you nothing. You could begin to discover how life all fits together. Well, thanks again for coming along this evening. Let me wish you a very happy Christmas. And now as we near the end of our service, sit back and listen to the choir singing, I wonder as I wander.